Hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. We're so glad you joined us today. Uh, We've got a great episode for you. We sit down and talk with Jim Fleming, the first place winner of uh, the race that just took place across the South a couple of weeks ago called Heart of the South. And it is such an interesting race. It's one of uh, Laz's most recent races. And yes, Laz, as of uh, Vol State, the Barkley Marathons, something little you might have heard of. Uh, and so we talk with Jim, uh, who, who lives in Nashville, about his win and about this interesting race and the experience of it all. So uh, I think you'll really enjoy this one. We loved having Jim on. Uh, He and I have known each other for years before I was even a runner. Um, I'm I'm dear friends with his wife. And uh, so it's been it's been fun to watch his ultra journey. And now I'm an ultra runner. Uh, Yeah, so it was a really cool conversation. I think you're going to like it. Uh, So here we go. Okay. hey, bud. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? It's going really well. It's been a long time since we've had a podcast. Oops. Right? Oops. <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, life gets in the way. But we I have know. a good one today because it's not just Bud and I. Uh, we actually have on our Skype call James Fleming. I always, Do you go by Jim or James? Because I call you Jim. Yes, I go by Jim. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's funny enough, uh, Jim and I have known each other for a long time. Way before I was a runner, um, his sweet wife, Adrian, is one of my good friends. Uh, we've been friends for a very long time. We kind of shared the, the motherhood thing. Uh, and so I always knew Jim was a runner way before I was even a runner. Uh, but I didn't know how crazy it was until I got into running. And then I saw he was a, this badass ultra runner doing all these like long races. So you are probably one of the first uh, persons I had seen doing like a hundred mile race. Like, I think you were the first one. And I was like, wow, they have that. Like, wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So welcome Jim. Uh Oh, did we lose you? Thank you. <laughs> no. no, I'm here. Okay. He's there. So It's awesome. So we brought Jim in today because uh, some of you guys out there probably heard of something uh, not little called the last annual Heart of the South race. It's one put on by Laz. And uh, I think it was it 333 miles. Is that what it ended up being? Yeah, 332. 332. Okay, so 332 road miles. Uh, It's called Heart of the South. And this race uh, started around Sand Mountain, Georgia. Is that right? Well, so that that was where the finish was. So, uh, so like Boss um, Hots also ends at Sand Mountain, Georgia. So that's gotcha. where everyone met. Um, you know the the uh, the night before the night before the race, uh, and gotcha. uh, then we got on a bus and a bus start, which was in Gaffney, uh, South Carolina. Okay. Okay. And so, so, right. So it's called HOTS. It's the heart of the South. Uh, if people don't know Laz, I'm not sure anyone in the running community doesn't know Laz, uh, you know, of Barkley Marathons. But right. So he puts on Vol State, uh, which I know you've run a couple of times before, maybe several times before. And so basically you meet somewhere and then you're bust like 300 and something miles away. And you have to run back <laughs> to where the, the start was on your own with no crew, uh, whatever, you know, you go through towns. And so it's whatever you can gather. Right. And you outright won first place. So congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty awesome. So before we dive into the race, tell us, like, how long have you been running? It's a long time. Yeah. So. You know, I've, I've been, I ran, you know, track in high school and things like that, uh-huh. but I, I really, I really started ultra running, uh, in 2011. I, uh, I believe it was the, yeah, 2011, October, I ran my first 50 K, which was stump jump, which a lot of uh-huh. people, that's their, yeah. So yeah, yeah. and, uh, 
you know, I ran a lot of those races around Chattanooga area with the uh, uh, the mountain stage race. I've done that three or four, three times, maybe four times. And then uh, I'm sure Ultra Sign Up will correct me. But uh, <laughs> and then uh, 2014, I ran the uh, Thunder Rock 100 miler. So that was the first 100 miler I did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, two years after that, I did Ball State in 2016 for the first time. Um, uh, of course, before that, you know, there's, there's been a lot, a lot of races in between, so I'm not sure how much detail you want there, but, uh, you know, uh, State, uh, you know, I learned a lot in Ball State prior to this, you know, um, which was, you know, what I needed to do to prepare my body for this type of distance, you know, and, uh, most, most of what I learned was, you know, you it's a lot of pain and, uh, injury management throughout the race and, um, and basically putting in enough volume for your body to handle that type of event. Mm-hmm. And I will say, because uh, I do, we follow each other on Strava and you're in the little, we, we live on the same part of town. And so like our little community group does this challenge each week to see who has the most mileage. And for a while, it was like, James Fleming, <laughs> you are racking up major miles, 100 mile weeks, over 100 mile weeks. Um, so yeah, you definitely put in the work. Like, I mean, I saw it. Uh, you put in the volume, and I guess it paid off because you took home first place. Uh, but it still hurt, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it did, and it, it hurt less in some ways than the two times I ran Ball State. Um, I didn't have the the issues with my feet hurting like they had in the past. Um, and both of those other races, I had some shin. Um, so I had a lot of swelling in Ball State the two times I ran it. But this one here, I was pleasantly surprised my feet held up real well and no real shin issues but um about 30 miles into the race and i'm not really sure what was the issue but i had like a little point in the back of my uh achilles and it was like you know that's probably gonna be a problem later and just you know and as the race went on it just got more painful and more painful and about you know 240 miles in i was uh in a lot of pain and it was kind of starting to kind of feel like you know it was stiffening up and i was having trouble really just moving and uh and uh i don't normally take advil or anything like that so i took some ad i got some advil took that and that kind of helped me for a while but i guess you know as things go on it you know it just gets worse but uh yeah so i went to the went to for an mri today and i actually have a 20 to 30 percent tear in my achilles so that's pretty fun Wow, that's kind of like one of those uh, battle scars there that <laughs> goes to go along with your uh, your first place prize there. Wow, yeah, I remember Adrian had texted me and said uh, you were you were feeling it on your Achilles, you were having trouble. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know honestly, like when I heard about this race, I thought that is crazy, and then you know, I was kind of keeping up with it and I saw you took the lead and you just stayed in the lead and, you know, there were, there's some coming up behind you, but I really, I thought you're going to do it. And you did, um, you, like you said, you pushed through the pain, you had to manage some injuries. Um, but I think like kind of what you said, like doing Vol state that kind of prepared you for understanding what you needed to do, I guess, for that kind of race. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like the first time I did Ball State in 2016, I did it with a crew. I don't know if you remember that. I, I do because Adrian crewed you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Adrian, the kid, that was, that was exciting times and they were yeah. really small. And so it's funny. Um, we don't have always the best memories of that being that fun, uh, but the kids seem to think it was fun. So that's good. They, they're like, when can we do that again? I was like, yeah, I don't know. That was. That was <laughs> I understand. Trust, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but it was, yeah. So, Jim, I have a few questions for you now. Sure. Um, so, I think it's it's kind of important for our listeners to understand, like a a Achilles tendon injury, like what you had, um, a thirty to forty percent tear. Does that heal on its own or do you have to just be real careful the rest of your life or what do you have to do? Yeah. So what basically what the doctor told me was that it's, um, it's not bad enough to need surgery. And okay. so I am, uh, you know, limited in my activity right now. And I got a walking boot that I'm walking around in as of about 12 o'clock today. And, and wow. so, uh, yeah, so I don't really have a time frame on how long that's going to take to heal. Um, but 
you know, basically when it quits hurting, I guess, is when it's healed. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, I, I read, I've read some stuff on the internet. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to read that stuff anymore. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's best not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you don't want to, you don't want to read that stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I should be able to get back to normal. It may take some time, but I should be back to normal eventually. So let me, let me try and get this straight. Do you think that that type of Achilles tendon injury is an overuse injury or is it like an acute type injury? Well, I don't think whatever caused mine was overuse just because of when it happened. It was very early in the race and, okay. I, and I felt like I had done, you know, pretty good job of tapering. I did like a three week taper and okay. um, so I had given myself a lot of time to recover and I hadn't noticed any issues during my training with it and so I, and so the, when it started kind of feeling off in that first 30 miles it was a surprise you know i was like well this isn't good wow. but you know we'll see what happens you know yeah that is really weird that yeah that's kind of interesting that it just popped up out of nowhere seemingly yeah, yeah so, so uh, well you know th there's one one little caveat i did like 11 days before the race i was um, just finished my run and it had been raining and we have a retaining wall here at our house and I was walking on top of the retaining wall and I slipped and I fell Ooh. and when I did I, I, I bruised like the whole right side of my leg so like oh. from my ankle it just kind of skipped my knee and then went all the way up the outside of my you know the outside of my quad there you know like kind of along your uh, IT band area mm -hmm. and, and that thing was was painful and I was like, yeah, this is great. So I don't know if that fall may have aggravated my Achilles and I just didn't realize it because I also like strained my shoulder pretty bad. And so wow. that was more than anything with my shoulder, which is good. I don't need that to run with. But, uh, but yeah, so it, there, I, I, maybe that fall did, had something to do with it, but I, you know, it's yeah. kind of hard to know. Yeah, that, that is weird. So now you have some downtime, which is why we, we caught you for the podcast. <laughs> you don't have to be out running. So you're here on our little podcast, which we appreciate. Um, and so, okay, for this race, because this was, I mean, it's a Laz race, and he's always coming up with very interesting uh, things that nobody does, like dropping people off 300-something miles away from their car and saying, you have 10 days to get back. So you finished this 332 miles in, I wrote it down, five days, three hours, and 13 minutes, which is half the time uh, allotted because you get like 10 days. Uh, okay. And so, I mean, that's just like fascinating to me because you had to go over these roads, like crazy backcountry roads, highways, busy highways through towns, you know, charging your cell phones in a post office and going into the, you know, gas stations as your aid station. So what was like the worst part of this race for you, whether it's mental or something physical, obviously the injury, but what, what was the part of the race that was just, maybe you didn't expect or it was tougher than you thought? What, what would you say? Yeah. So aside from the injury situation, because th there was really no point in the entire race that I ever thought I would stop except for round mile 240. I hit a low mentally and I was in a lot of pain and, you know, and it was just one of those points where I was angry about the calf being the way it was. And, you know, just all, I had to have a, I had to have a good, you know, talk with myself to, to, to get back going again. And, uh, but other than that, um, so the, like a little bit about like, so Ball State's a fairly flat race, you know, it, it, it's not a very hilly race and, um, uh, heart of the South, um, the, the courses, this is, this is only year two for heart of the South. So that's probably why a lot of people haven't heard of it yet, mm, but it was mm -hmm. with the intent to have a new course every year so that it kind of mm. remains um, where there's not as much support along the course. So you're more on your own. And so, mm. uh, so you're, you don't really have any idea what the course is going to be like. And so this course was much hillier than any of the courses previously, Ball State or the previous year of Hots. So I would say that that was a surprise, but, you know, a little bit of a surprise. I mean, we see it as we're riding in the bus to the start from the finish, but um, 
yeah, it was it was definitely much hillier than uh, than I had trained for. Luckily, yeah. you know, out here where we live, it's hilly, so I had a lot of hill, you know, on the roads anyway. But if if I had known the level of hills that we were going to get, I may would have done some more trail, you know, done trail running because I didn't really get on any trails during my training plot for wow. this race. What was the vert? What what did you what kind of reading did you get for your overall vert for the race? Um, I think it was around thirty thousand. Wow, that's a good chunk. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. help help us kind of with the logistics of this. So you're on your own. There's no crew. There's no aid stations. You are running along, and you find a gas station. So yep. that that's where you get a uh, Gatorade or something. And then you're, right. you're going along some more. You get tired. Do you camp out or do you find a motel or what do you do? Yeah, so um, there's a little bit of both. Um, and so, so the thing about the, those gas stations and some of these more rural areas, you're, you got to catch them when they're open, too. So, oh, man. So, so if you hit that, you know, after their, their hours, you're kind of like out of luck, you know. Yeah. So you got to kind of plan and, and look ahead a little bit and say, well, you know, are these places going to be open when I think I'm going to get there? And if they're not, you know, I need to have enough food to get me to the next thing. And then, um, and then you know, also along the way, you know, you can ask people on the side of the road if you're running by their house and they, you know, you're like, hey, can I get some water out of your hydrant? You know, you, you know, that's that's an option or you know, a lot of times some businesses will have hydrants. And so, you know, get some water from there or, or a church or something like that. Um, and, but yeah, and, you, and they kind of warn you that in some of those backcountry places, like don't go knocking on doors and stuff because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get a shotgun in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was wondering that too. Because uh, part of that course over there by Akoe, between Hiawassee and Akoe, I know you had mm. mentioned to us how that was so tough. And I'm thinking, because I've driven that a lot, like, that is a long stretch. Like, was there a point where you ran out of water and you're worried about finding water sources? Like, what, how was that? Yeah, luckily I didn't. I didn't okay. run out of water during that, during the, during the race. Um, I, I think I, in some, some, I got lucky, you know, for timing. You know, I just happened to hit places. Uh, there yeah. was a, like four where I almost missed the um, the uh, gas station. One time, the gas station was four minutes from closing, even though Google said they were open for another hour. And then another one, they had just locked the doors, and I was uh, actually still running with uh, with uh, Beverly Abs at the time, okay. and uh, and she bore to open the door for us and they let us in and let us get some get some food and some water so that was that was good wow I probably, but yeah they let us in she said she the key was just to look pitiful and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> puppy dog eyes yeah i mean you know it's crazy because you're getting dropped off and you don't know ahead of time like you said you don't know where you're getting dropped off at, what the route will be until it's, until it's, you know, time to do it. Uh, and so it's, it, you can't plan ahead. Uh, and then, yeah, like, I just remember thinking like how kind of scary it would feel to be on the road, hoping you make it to a gas station or find a place to rest or get water and just not knowing, you know, trying to use your phone if you have service, I guess, to look up places. But yeah, I mean, that adds <laughs> like a huge mental mm -hmm. game to that race and so for you to like win it first place I mean that's just like awesome it really I'm just in awe because yeah it's such a mental thing oh and obviously physical like I can't even imagine running 332 miles so that is really cool and I, I saw some other people on Facebook I know that were doing the race and kind of taking it slower and you know day by day and I, I think they got it done in 10 days um so it's interesting it was interesting to see all of it unfold um yeah so I I don't know I just trying to think what else yeah I saw that some people like maybe would get a hotel if they wanted like a real night's sleep and they weren't worried about time so they would Get a hotel, right. take a shower. <laughs> and you and you have to decide, like, if you're going to uh, get a good night's sleep one night, maybe you can have better performance the next day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's all. It's all factors. You know, it's all factored in there. And you, you want to minimize your downtime because, you know, anytime you're not moving, 
you know, you're not getting any further down the road. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to minimize my, like, even cause I did check into like probably four hotels on the course, oh, but I was okay. there like two hours usually okay. or less, you know, two, two and a half hours at most. And okay. that was including like, you know, restocking my food, you know, uh, rinsing out all my clothes in the shower, you know, and trying to hang them up to dry while I slept a little bit and then getting back out on the road. And, but you know, it's amazing what just getting a shower will do for you. It, like that, and, uh, but yeah, and, and you know, just a lot of maps on the side of the road. So basically, you just go until you you get to that point to where you're like, be staggering around, and you're like, you know, this is this isn't safe. And I, you know, I would move faster if I got a little bit of sleep. And it's amazing what about twenty or thirty minutes will do for you. And, and you you'll set you know set my alarm on my phone for like thirty minutes, lay down, and then it's like you know you're ready to go for it eight more hours or so before you start falling asleep again it, it's uh yeah it's uh it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing what the body can do yeah yeah it really is yeah i mean bud and i know that power nap <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we've done that before just like a 20 minutes 10 minutes uh yeah so it sounds like if someone wants to attempt this like having done i mean higher mileage maybe having done a higher mileage event like obviously you've done a lot of higher mileage events like vol state and 100 milers so you you kind of knew what it would take is this your longest race so far this 300 i mean it is right is that yeah, yeah. so it's the longest okay okay it is the longest okay okay because vol state is about how much it's 314 Okay, so you have done that, Mark, that 300, which I can't even think about. Like, I have a 200 coming up, which I'm pretty sure I'm not prepared for. So I'm going to be channeling, like, my inner Jim Fleming. Like, if he can do <laughs> 332 miles. Yeah, so that's, I mean, just the logistics of that kind of race and what it takes. It's, it's, I'm so fascinated by it. And so is last, like you said, planning on doing this next year. So this will be a every year thing. Yeah. He asked me if I was going to come back to defend my title and, uh, uh, and Adrian looks at me and shakes her head. Cause she knows uh, probably so. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll say this cause it's funny. Cause I was secretly hoping I'm like, okay, if he wins first place, does he get into the Barkley? And if so, I already told Jim, I'm like, I'm your crew. <laughs> I'm going to be there. <laughs> You know, at one time I thought Laz did say that, you know, winning one of his races would get, would get you, you know, you could pick one of his race, you know, one of those races that you require some sort of, you know, entry into. Um, but I, I need to send him an email and see if that's the case. You should. And Bud and Lauren will be there to help Absolutely. you out. <laughs> right. oh, I mean, really yeah. though, like with your background, I'm like, man, you should totally go for it. Like, you need to pull out a Barkley, Jim. You just, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I think you could do it. Um, yeah, that would be a fun experience. So that that's funny. Yeah, okay, so next year. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When you first uh, were running the race, and I didn't know much about it, I even thought, oh, I bet Adrian and the kids are crewing Jim again, like they did at Fall State. And then I learned there's no crew, no nothing. And I'm like, whoa. Um, but I did see they got to be there at the end. Did they drive down to meet you they, at the they, end? Yeah. They drove down. They just barely missed the finish because uh, 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 Curtis was catching um, in the race. Um, he like at the last check in, he he had gained like, but well, he had, he had covered like forty six miles in that last twelve hours and was within wow. five miles of, at the last check in. And uh, and even though I was in a lot of pain at that point. Um, you know, it took me in the previous 12 hours, I only did 19 miles. And then mm. at that check at the eight o'clock check in for the last, I was 13 miles from the finish. And I did that last 13 miles in like in the three hours and 13 minutes. <laughs> that was wow. left my race. That's good. So, wow. so I, you know, I was just, you know, leaning into it and running from like one, one light pole to the other <laughs> and then one. You know, maybe running a little, and you know, it was a struggle. But uh, I knew he was coming, and so yeah. I was like, "I can't, I can't lose now." 
only 13 yeah. miles from the finish, but some of it I was trying to make sure because I didn't know what was wrong with my Achilles. And so I was like, well, I want to push hard enough to stay in front, but I don't want to push so hard that I'd knock myself completely out of the race. So yeah. Yeah, so Curtis I, I came in second, right? Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he went from fourth to second in that 12-hour period that, that he covered wow. that, that distance. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, that was an amazing push he did. It, it, was, it was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, and so that same weekend when the race was near the end, we happened, Jim and I happened to be, my Jim, <laughs> happened to be in Chattanooga because my Jim had just done SCAR and uh, we actually drove up to look for runners to cheer them on. And so we did see Jim on the side of the road and we're like, woo, cheering him on. And we <laughs> drove down to try to find the second place and third place to like cheer them on. And we drove for a while and couldn't find them. So I think like he must have stopped to nap or something and we just missed him because we were going to be like trying to cheer people on. It was the middle of the night, you know. Um, so we didn't see many runners, but we did get to yell at Jim. <laughs> Tell him good job. So, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> so let me, let me ask a question, Jim, because I know people are going to wonder about this. So you have a finish point and then they drop you off at the starting point. And there has to be a lot of different ways to go by road to get there. So do they send you then, once they drop you off, a legitimate route that you're not allowed to deviate from? Yes. So okay. uh, like, so the night before the race, so, you know, we get to the start, you know, to the area where the start's going to be, to the town. And, and Gaffney, okay. in this case. And, um, and then that night in the hotel, everybody's checking in, you know, the hotel for the night before the race is included in the race fee. Um, and so that's already pre-arranged, and um, and they email uh, email you the GPX file for the okay. route. Okay. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then and then you have you know this is about eight o'clock I guess at night when we got that route, and so that gave me some time to load it to my watch and also to take a little bit of time and start looking through the course and, and may, I wrote out like a, like a handwritten turn sheet also and, mm -hmm. um, and tried to uh, write down some gas stations and, you know, and, and, you know, it was, it was a lot of effort that I ended up, you know, cutting, cutting some of the detail down as I went down the, down the route. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got to get to sleep. I'm tired. But uh, so, yeah. but yeah, so we had a little bit of time get the route to kind of investigate the route and so you know so i did do that prior to the race that is so interesting and that makes it so fun because it's almost it's almost like a treasure hunt like you're given the clues you got mm -hmm. to piece together your aid and where you're going to stop or where there's supplies um and i'm thinking in my head like bud if I had 10 days, like we should do this. Like we could just podcast, we could live stream the whole thing when we have service. <laughs> It'd take us the whole 10 days, but like how fun would that be? Uh yeah, that is so that's so neat. And that's so Laz, right? Like he's yeah. you know, that's just how he does. And that's awesome. Um, so yeah, okay. What were okay. so after after your five and a half days with you know. How bad did you smell? How, what was your, did you burn your socks? What did you do? <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know if you can actually, I couldn't smell myself, but I'm yeah. sure it was bad. I was like, <laughs> you know, you quit smelling yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I rinsed my clothes out every time I checked into a hotel just to get the funk out of them as much as you can. But, you know, all that doesn't come out just by washing mm -hmm. it out in the right. shower. But, uh, but yeah, I did. I, you know, I got home and washed all my stuff. I washed my shoes too, even though they got, you know, 300 something miles on them now. Um, I basically had a brand new pair at the start of the race. But uh, wow. I, we'll have I to ask grow... Adrian how bad it was. <laughs> Tell you how bad it smelled because she comment in the van on the way down to the hotel after the race. So uh, yeah, she, she, she has an opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I will, I remember after I did my first 50 miler and it was in June and I don't know if I just smelled worse than normal running a 50 miler. And I remember getting in the car to go back to the hotel and Jim was like, Oh my God, Lauren, <laughs> you smell horrible. And everybody was like gagging and they had to roll down the windows. I'm like, 
I can't help it. <laughs> 50 miles in the sun. It's hot, you know. Uh, yeah. So now I'm always more careful. Like, how bad do I smell? And yeah, I mean, I can't smell myself. According to Bud, I can smell pretty bad. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like you go into these gas stations to refuel, you know, in the middle of the race, and it's know that they're like i wish this guy would get out of here <laughs> like is this some homeless bum like in here that's been rolling around in the mud what's going on uh that's funny that's funny so, so Jim, oh yeah well, go ahead what, what would be like your absolute treat when you were like doing one of these things and you go into the gas station and you're gonna like splurge and something you wouldn't normally eat or drink or something are you getting like you who's or what are you doing i mean is it something like chocolate milk or what so i did have some i did have chocolate milk quite a bit and i don't normally drink that so yeah that would be one of them chocolate milk is a good one and then another one that's that's surprisingly like uh like just ridiculously good when you're in the middle of something like this is the uh, um sour patch kids oh okay mm. i don't i don't know why but but it, they're they're ridiculous it's like 245 <laughs> miles into a race. They're, they're the best thing I, I had. I'm making a mental note of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just something different that I hadn't eaten during the race. And at that point I was like, wow, I should have tried this earlier. That's so funny. do you, do you eat like those really disgusting hot dogs that are on a roller at the gas station? <laughs> no, no, not too much. That sounds no. risky, bud. Okay. Or like a, like a, they have gas station uh, egg rolls, you know, and they're oh, just like man. on a roller on a heat lamp. Yeah, right. I'd say that 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 probably would not have gone over well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take any chances with anything like that. Yeah. I, I tried to play more with the package stuff just to yeah. avoid mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, any possible stomach problems. Yeah, yeah. So are you a big coffee drinker? I am. Yes, I, I drink probably way more coffee than a person should drink. And you probably like really good coffee too, right? Uh, you know, I do like good coffee, but you know, I'm not too picky either. I mean, I, I know like country gas stations, you're not going to get good coffee, no, but, you, not but you probably need it really bad. <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, um, some of that coffee was just not, not really good. Like you said, I think I maybe only had a few cups during the race because of the the lack of access or just because it was so bad but uh <laughs> I, did, uh I did have a lot of uh five hour energies and uh mm. and just like you know it's funny i could probably use the sugar but i don't like regular coke mm -hmm. i just prefer diet coke just the taste and so i would still buy diet coke during the race and but i would you know eat food with it of course but i was like yeah i probably could use the sugar but i'm just yeah. not gonna eat that i can't i just That's stick funny yeah just don't like the taste yeah that's really fun yeah because coke is usually one of those like i can i'm not a big coke drinker in my normal everyday life but man like when it's hot and i'm running mm -hmm. i can put away some coke yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> oh man okay so so you are going back next year to defend the title is this an uh, maybe <laughs> tentatively i'm going tentatively. back well and it is a big commitment and i think that's you know, it's like one of those races um, that maybe a lot of people are interested in, but you've got to set aside, like, you know, especially if you're not gunning for first, like 10 days, you know, a big <laughs> chunk of time. You see who's behind He's <laughs> oh, waving at oh, me. I know that dude. <laughs> Hi. I know that guy. Um, one, of, one of Jim's cute kids popped in. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's a big commitment. Like you got to be all in. That's a big chunk of time. Uh, so I can see how it's like a really cool race, but probably will never be uh, a huge race just because it's, it's just so time consuming mm -hmm. um, training as well, you know, obviously training for that many miles, but I'm like fascinated to follow you and everyone who does it. Cause I'm like living vicariously <laughs> through you. Uh, but yeah, so, I don't know. It's piqued my interest, but so kind of some, some statistics for our listeners. So how many people started the race? Just guess. I believe it was 76. Okay. And, and how many people finish? 
I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it was like it was it fifty something, maybe forty eight. Oh. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, for something so big, so many miles, you know. Yeah, um, like the field was a possibility of like a hundred. I think was the cutoff for the, okay. for the sign up, but only uh, but we only had seventy six to show up at the start. Okay. You know. So, what are the prerequisites? You have to have. 100 mile or 200 mile or under your belt what do you have to do nothing. show up nothing show up <laughs> get on the bus bud that's all you gotta do is get on the bus and be dropped sign off up. somewhere <laughs> sign up to, the, to the bus that's right yeah wow so fascinating i love it i love it i don't know bud the wheels are turning planting the seed <laughs> it could be us next year holding up the back of the pack <laughs> So then you're you're like distinctly forbidden from getting help from anyone, right? Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So you can get help from like a road angel, as as they're called. Okay, um, they have to be you know an organically occurring thing. You yeah, know? you know, I mean, people can hear about the race and come out and give you aid, but mm -hmm. but what they don't want to happen is like someone you know or a family member showing up and yeah. drink stuff from time to time. Yeah, or so that so that night. When you get your instructions the night before the race, you can't have like your family member follow you the whole way down there. Right. Yeah, that, okay. That would be yeah. crewing. Yeah, that would yeah, be. Yeah, that's crewing. Like, yeah. So it's like, so I think the point is like you're on, you're, you're totally on your own. It's your mm -hmm. own like power that you have to get everything mm -hmm. you need somehow and yeah i did see i was following like the facebook group and i saw that some people were like road angels were setting up somewhere where they knew runners would be coming by and so like in my brain i was like oh that would be so fun to do but it was like the middle of the night and i'm like where is everybody <laughs> we're like waiting for people to yeah. come by and we're like it's dark and i think we saw jim he had you know but it was hard to see and you're like what oh hey um so, so think, yeah I it's kind of neat my my plan is to be a road angel yeah, so, I mean, that's super fun, right? Like, you can know, set up, is. like, first thing in the morning or in the middle of the night mm -hmm. when you know there's going to be people running by, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Ball State, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, it, it has a set course. It's been that way for a very long time, and the people who live along the course mm -hmm. are very supportive of the race, and, and they set up aid stations, like, right in front of their house. I mean, it's a, it's a different atmosphere mm -hmm. and a, you know, similar event but different in a lot of ways. And it's, it's fun. It's fun in a different way. And also, you know, if you're, if you're looking to, to maybe, you know, dip your toe into this type of race, that would be, you know, ball state would be a little bit, a little bit uh, of a stepping stone, I would say before jumping into hots, just because yeah. of the, because of the, you know, the, the race course will not be known by anyone until the night before the race. Yeah, wow. that makes a lot of sense that that would be a good kind of place to to get a feel for what it might be like. Because, you know, if you're not doing the race with someone, you are on your own, like it, whether it be night or along a highway. I mean, you you know, it's a it's kind of a major thing. Um, so I think it definitely there's benefits like if you really want to do a race like that to have a running buddy or to, to have, like you said, you've done Vol State, you kind of know even though the route's known and you got crew, it is kind of a, a window to what that would feel like being on the road so long, being mm -hmm. able to stop and, you know, to gas stations and things like that. So yeah, that's uh that's interesting. And then a lot of people do Vol State. Like how many people run Vol State each year? It's well, a big race, right? Well, it has a, a hundred. So, so they have a crude and a, and a screwed as they call it. Oh, okay. So the uncrewed, um group is about a hundred okay and the crude is usually only limited to like 20 as far as the group oh. but anyone in the uncrewed division can always switch to crude during the race you know so so like if you decide you know i need a crew mm -hmm. you can call you know you can call call for help and, gotcha. and you can continue in the race but then you're just crude at that point whereas mm. that's not an option in heart of the south gotcha. and then in heart of the south um once you start the race you're not allowed to touch any motorized vehicles or anything right or be in them and so uh i know that there was like the the 200 mile races like the tahoe and the bigfoot and stuff 
people used to do those and they would stop making forward progress and then they were allowed to like go to their hotel in a car and then come back and then co- oh really fit. yeah but then there there's no guarantee that the person comes back to the same spot and restarts ah. you know so they they cut all that out so now okay. when the race goes you you can sleep in a car or sleep in an rv or one of your friends has a bus or a van you can sleep in there but um you cannot be in a moving vehicle once the race starts so you've got like four days no no moving vehicles so here part of the south when you once it starts you're you're on foot the whole way so even getting off the road to go to a hotel you're off course but you're you're walking and even though it may be you know a a mile off course you're still having to walk to the hotel yeah there's no uber is what you're saying yeah yeah, (laughs) no uber Uber. (laughs) yeah to the to get to a hotel to rest right i didn't even think about that yeah 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 and ball state uh used to like when i when i ran it in 2016 um you could actually if you were crewed you could leave the course as long as you came back to the same spot so you could Mm. go to a hotel but if i'm not mistaken that was the last year that that was allowed because of just some some technicalities that some people did that you know really wasn't against the rules but you know was you know kind of like was it hadn't been considered either uh, you know yeah and so so they changed the rule where you can't get in the car if it's moving kind of thing and you know if you're even if you're crude you you can't you can't get in the car and, and go to a hotel anymore yeah i mean that makes so, sense because it just yeah. kind of uh it just prevents a lot like you said a lot of just situations that maybe aren't fair or whatever yeah okay interesting okay so like yeah but maybe that's our goal for next year we go out and we're road angels we'll just like set up and like everyone runs by we'll like throw water at them and snickers bars (laughs) (laughs) five hour energies (laughs) Ball State's coming up in just like a what less than two weeks now. I oh, think is it's it like, really cool? Yeah, yeah. Cool. It was two two weeks from last Thursday. So I get well. I guess it's a week from today then. Yeah, Ball State so starts. Oh, man, I didn't realize that. Okay, okay. And the and the runners are allowed to take aid from just people who are interested in being a road angel. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. awesome yeah even if it's just like cold sweat rags or whatever you want you know anything cups of vodka you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want to hand out yeah oh i didn't realize that was coming up interesting okay so once you uh overcome this injury like you said you don't know it could take a while you got to wait for it to heal uh besides heart of the south do you have anything looming like in the future on the horizon that you want to do yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on the wait list for um, Pin Hody. Um, this oh, okay. will be the, mm. Yeah, so if I get in, it'd be the fourth time I've done Pin Hody. Um, um, that's been that's been a good race for me. Uh, okay. I've, I've had a good time there. I, I finished fourth in 2016, and I think seventh in 2015. So wow. you know, I've, I've had I've had some some good luck at Pin Hody, and it's yeah. a qualifier, and it's the last Western qualifier of the year for the next year. Ah. Uh. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm on the wait list for that one. Um, But but yeah, that's the only thing I got planned really right now. Okay. Okay. And so long term goal, yeah. I guess like most runners, you you want a chance at Western States at some point, right? Yeah. I'd like to. I've been in the lottery uh, for a for a little while. Um, I figured. All right. So yeah, it's like every year, maybe this is my year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tough. I just, yeah, obviously we just watched it, but now we're talking about the bucket hat, Jim mm-hmm. Walmsley. <laughs> or this yeah. year. It's going to be the new trend. <laughs> yeah. And I have, and Bud, a... Bud uh, went out and bought. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving him a hard time. A, he has a new a, hat. Yeah. It's a coincidence. Okay. <laughs> so no, I'm going fishing. So I needed a hat. I, I had that before the Jim Walmsley. That's right. Pulled it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a pretty big hat that I, that I have with me that I, that I run with, you know, in, in hots and ball state. Yeah. Sun on. yeah. I was going to say, I saw you had a bucket. I now I remember during, yeah, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you need something to keep the sun off, you know? Well, they're, yeah. you know, I was, I was making fun of people that wore those, but they're, uh, I have them. So. You know, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> 
yeah, well, better. I, the first year I did Ball State, I wore the kind, you know, the hat that has like the little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, other than the drape that comes down yeah. the back. Yeah, yeah. And that would like stick to my neck, and it really oh. got no airflow, and so yeah. I didn't really like it because once it got wet, it kind of stuck to you, and no that air could get there. And so I, the the next time I did Ball State in 2018, I was like, I'm just going to get a hat with a big, you know, big brim on it. Yeah. And that way, you know, the air can flow and it keeps the sun mm-hmm. off of me. So all right. Yeah. New trend. Everybody's doing it. So, you know, <laughs> it works. Like a urban sombrero or whatever yeah, they call it. I mean, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new thing. We got to cash in on this, bud. We need to design some bucket hats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So we're not going to keep you too much. Like, okay. Yeah. 45 minutes. Uh, any burning questions, bud, that you have about oh, yeah. the South? I'm sure you've yeah, got more. So um, we need to know everything about your fashion trends and uh, <laughs> you talked about your shoes uh, we got to start from your shoes all the way up okay. so tell us Bud's everything you wore during that race <laughs> okay all right so i had the uh i got i wear ultra uh escalantes that's okay. what i road run in uh i have the uh the socks or swiftwick that's my oh, yeah. my favorite socks. yep mm, and I then like them too now then the shorts, that was a dilemma. So I, I've been running in like the two times I ran Vol State, I did I ran in uh Patagonia, the the ultra shorts, I guess mm-hmm. what they're okay. called. But I bought a new pair and they just didn't fit quite the same as the old ones. And they they, they were just a little different because I still have the old ones too. Um and they were like, you know, issues. I bought these uh purchased by shorts you know that are uh i think it, it was run r r h or r u h n or something like that. But anyway they went out of business okay. in the pandemic and they were they were selling out of everything so i bought a bunch of pairs of their of their tights like compression shorts mm-hmm. so i wore those and i didn't have issues so i was glad i was a little concerned with because they were black that maybe mm-hmm. if it was really hot all state gets that may cause some like heat rash issues or something but luckily it didn't get that kind of heat and so i, I was good there and then um and then the shirt is a uh, vaporware is the brand but it's uh it's a company i think they're out of south carolina they're on amazon and i tried them before 2016 ball state and i bought a new shirt before every one of these journey run type races and that's the shirt i've stuck with they're like you know less than twenty dollars and uh nice. and then, and then the hat was a uh, Amazon special too. It was like a fifteen dollar hat or something. You know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, hey, I have snagged some like actual good workout gear on Amazon myself, so <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, awesome. um, so I have a question for you because I know it affects a lot of our listeners and a lot of people. But you're wearing glasses right now, and that's probably not just for the fashion, but it's so you can see better. Okay. Um, right. W- when you're running races, are you wearing contacts or are you wearing glasses or what are you wearing? I wore these during the whole race. Yeah. Oh. And these, uh, these, have, these have transition lenses. Okay. And so, you know, they get darker and, and you know, lighter in the sun. Okay. Um, I know some people don't feel they get dark enough with transition lenses, but I feel like with a hat on they, they get okay. dark enough for me. Yes. So I, I just stuck with these. And do certain things bother you, like they get fogged up, or when it's raining, you get, you get, you know. Yeah, yeah. If if I, you know, usually, luckily during the race, I use I had a hat on, so that keeps the rain off of them. So okay. so usually if it's raining, I try to wear a hat, and that keeps the, the that that from happening. And I find that once I'm outside in the weather, they don't fog up too bad. Uh, they do have some sort of anti-fog on these particular glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. It doesn't work perfect because. You know, during the pandemic, wearing a mask, they definitely fog up. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think it helps when you're just outside, normal, getting normal airflow. That's okay. good to know because I'm glad you asked that, bud. Because in for the Bigfoot coming up, like it's going to take me four days, like three and a half, whatever it is. And so I'm thinking the first couple of days I might be able to have my contacts in, and then I'm switching to glasses because like my eyes are going to be tired. I need oh, to yeah. contacts on. So I've already been thinking about just actually today ordered a pair just for running. And so, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. nervous, but okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause yeah. your, your eyes may get puffy or dried out and you're like, I'm done with contact. Yeah, and, exactly. And you need, you need an extra pair of glasses just yeah. to kick so around on the trail. 
Yeah, that's good to know because I, I mean, I have run in glasses before, mm-hmm. but it's been a while. So like, okay, again, if Jim Fleming can run 332 miles in glasses, but I can do this. <laughs> could be my new motto. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's good to know. And yeah. let me see. I had some. Oh, yeah. Your watch. What kind of watch is this you're talking about with your GPX coordinates and everything? What what watch was that? Yeah. So I just so for years I had the Garmin uh, Phoenix three. And so okay. it, I just replaced it with the and with the Garmin Enduro. OK. And, and so that's like the their newest model of their watches that they just came out with. It's it looks very similar to a Phoenix. Actually, it looks just like a Phoenix, but it's a way I understand it. It work, it's on a different uh, software platform, which um, helps it to say it, you know, save battery. So, mm-hmm. so this okay. one, it also has solar, so it charges a little bit with with the sun, and so you you can get I think it's like eighty hours on full GPS with one charge. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I, I you know during during the race I would have only had to charge it once, but I I think I plugged it in most of the time when I stopped just because I was like, well, who knows if I'll stop again for how, you know, for how long it'll be. So I went ahead and charged it, but, but yeah, it was, um, no battery issues with that for sure. That's good. Yeah. Did you get hit with any real bad weather? Um, so yeah, right, right in, um, what is that? Murphy, uh, North Carolina Uh was when, was when the court, when I got hit with, um, I believe it was the, um, the, the tropical storm that came yeah. through. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah, so that so that hit. It, it rained pretty hard and pretty constant for a while. And you know, so I don't. You know, the, it's funny because I, I don't know why, but it was a little cold. It was a little chilly, but somehow I got it in my head that I was going to get hypothermic. And so I was like, I'm not going to do. You know, I, I need to get somewhere out of the rain. You know, and this is just me thinking to myself. And 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 so I got out of the rain and and uh and hit like there was a school. And it had like, you know, like a breezeway mm-hmm. with awnings in there. So I got in there and, and laid down. And it was like 2 a.m. or something like that. So I'm going to take a nap. And so I went to sleep for like an hour and I wake up and it's still pouring down rain. And so I just I, I kept hitting and I just kept one more hour. And I think I did that for like five hours. That was like oh, the wow. longest sleep I had in the race. It was on a, you know, on the concrete in a, by a school. And I was like, well, hopefully everyone else is getting out of the rain, too. And so when I got up, I, I, it was weird. I woke up like just like like on a mission. I don't know what got into me. It was before the alarm even went off. I just woke up and I was like, I got to go, you know. So I just packed up everything and just took off down the road. And then I got to the next check in and I was still at the same interval, 25, 30 miles from the from the folks behind me. And I was like, well, I guess everybody else stopped, too. You know, and that was just before yeah. I got to that Kimsey uh, Mountain Highway. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just before the that was when that that's where murphy is you know before you get to Ducktown. so um so yeah and so there was that rain there and then the the last 12 hour period before you know the finish that um it rained i i I was leaving chattanooga and i hit Mm -hmm. mile 300 and at mile 300 it started just as soon as i did the check-in i mean i I went maybe a quarter of a mile and i mean it rained harder than it had like the entire race at that point Mm. And, and uh, that night it kind of rained off and on, and then about two thirty in the morning, two thirty three o'clock, it started raining really hard again. And that was right when I got to Trenton, and I needed more food and water. And I hadn't planned on stopping; I planned on going straight through to the finish. And um, but I had to go into a gas station, and then I got just ridiculously cold. And mm. be- because of the gas station, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in this hotel warm up a little bit you know try to dry my feet out because they've been wet for like 12 hours at this point and um and so i i, I did that and uh took about two and a half hours or so and, and got and the, the rain had kind of stopped so then i got back out on the road and, and did the climb up sand mountain and then that was when i hit the the next 12 hour check-in point but yeah those, those those two times was was the main two rain points that i got and with no, it was ever really like too stormy, but it was pretty rainy. Hmm. Yeah, and when your body's like at elevated temperature, it doesn't take much to to zap you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going to those gas stations is just terrible. It, you get so cold so fast. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, once you stop moving and there's like air conditioning because it's summer, you know, and they're blasting the air and you're soaking wet. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I still like what an amazing finish, though. I still am like, I know the first place winner of (laughs) the South. (laughs) But it really is such a cool experience. So we'll definitely be following along and possibly you might see us as road angels even surprise yeah uh next so jim year. yeah if if people want to follow you is that cool follow you on instagram sure. and follow you on facebook sure i'm not very uh i'm not very active on on social media but sure they can follow me <laughs> okay go find yeah. jim follow strava right like we can follow your strava um yeah that's cool all right, bud. Anything else? Hmm. Uh, you know, any tattoos or piercings you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't have any. So, Does it doesn't happen. No. Maybe, maybe he needs a hearts, right? Heart we're, of the South, like we're putting. Tattoo yeah. <laughs> you need that heart of the South tattoo now. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know, I've I've considered getting a tattoo, but I've just never. I've I've always been like, well. I just can't decide what I would want, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's just, I'm too wishy-washy on it to, to make a, to make a full commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a small <laughs> one hidden somewhere where only you can see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. We'll be following along and I'm just, I'm just putting this out there. Uh, Laz, cause I'm sure Laz has nothing better to do than listen to our little podunk podcast, but, uh, put, put this man into the Barkley and we'll come crew him and we'll do a podcast episode. <laughs> we'll even make a little documentary. Hey, <laughs> uh, get tens of views, you know? Um, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun to follow you in the future, especially with this race. And as more people learn about it, uh, it's so neat. Um, so yeah, well, thanks for talking to us today, Jim. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, it. Jim awesome yeah, to hear about all. it yeah well we hope you heal quickly and uh yeah we'll let you go all right sounds good all right thanks, thanks jim. jim all right thank bye. you jim all right bye-bye okay so hey bud um, hey lauren what's up <laughs> <laughs> so um jim my jim so we just talked to jim yep. fleming who won the hot uh road race here that traverses like three states it's one of oh, laz's yeah. creations but the same weekend my gym <laughs> the other gym jim my gym my gym also yeah my my <laughs> other gym uh he did scar and he did yeah awesome. that's right bud and i uh drove up and did a little shuffling with uh vehicles to ha- so he would have a vehicle at the end and we made sure he was okay about the halfway point met him uh, yeah, so that was good. I think uh, mentally that was good for his preparation for, for Bigfoot 200. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun weekend. We got to follow the other Jim on his HOTS journey, uh, my Jim on his SCAR journey. Uh, so super fun. Everybody doing really cool events. Uh, the I think we're now, I just looked at the calendar, and it's like 44, 42, something like that, days to Bigfoot 200, which Mm. is frightening because I thought I would be better prepared by now. That's okay. Um, So, yeah, so we got that looming on the horizon. Anything for you going on, Bud? Tell us what's going on in Bud LaMonica's Uh, world. Right after Bigfoot is this. Uh, The Caney Fork Ultra is wearing the shirt. Yep, yep. Yep, Wearing the shirt. I, I didn't do that by plan. It was just, it, <laughs> it's what I put on this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will be there to cheer you mm. on and help you. Um, yeah, so I I am nervous about the 200 coming up. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I It's going to be a big mental game for me. Like uh, the physical part's going to be hard. Like like uh, Jim Fleming just told us with the, the 332 miles, you know, you know it's going to hurt. You know you're going to have issues come up. Uh, you're going to be in the pain cave a lot. And so, like, that's a given. And so I think at this point, the reality for me is, you know, I have not done Vol State or any 300-mile race. I've only done a 100-miler. Um, the mental game, like, I, I know it's going to be intense, and I'm a little nervous about that. And so I'm just kind of, you know, working through that in my head as it becomes – like a reality, like closer. Like we're gonna get on an airplane soon, bud, and we're gonna fly out west. <laughs> and I'm you know, two hundred miles. 
I got to be honest with you. The only thing I'm nervous about is uh, flying again. That's it. Oh, <laughs> so. man. I've heard all. It's been crazy, right? Like, I've heard flying right now is crazy. Yeah. So I agree. I'm not looking forward to that uh, because, yeah, I mean, it's just lots of things going on. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts for me. I have my kids at home who, you know, have to be taken care of because Jim and I are leaving. We never leave both of us together for an extended period of time. And so, like, just us leaving the house mm. to travel is a huge deal. There's lots of moving pieces with that. The flying, you know, the pandemic's kind of over. Mm. Everybody's traveling. You know, everything's crazy at airports and flying. Uh, and then I have to run 200 miles, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> through the mountains, a remote area of, you know, Washington State. In the Cascade Mountains. And so there's just, there's a lot weighing on me. And then the heat wave. So it was like 115 in Portland the other day. What? And I'm like, okay, the first 20 miles of Bigfoot 200 is all exposed and open. It's around like the the blast zone for Mount St. Helens. I thought it was going to be cold in the mountains. Well, I mean, in the mountains, it should be cooler. But that first portion where it's all exposed and dry and open. Uh around Mount St. Helens, I'm really, okay. really getting nervous. Like, what if it's a heat wave when Bigfoot 200 is happening? Like, that that changes oh. things because, you know, um, that's, like, at the beginning of the race and that's brutal. And, yeah, so there's just lots of little moving parts that are starting to freak me out, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, but, yeah, so I just – I'm going to hope it all works out and it's becoming – the reality and we got to get through it and yeah that's all I'm doing now is just like trying to get myself psyched up for that mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's it lots of running hills yeah freaking out <laughs> lots of freaking out <laughs> other than that I'm doing good doing good doing good so. mm. but I will I will be happy to sit back and relax and enjoy watching you suffer at the Caney Fork, knowing yeah, it's thanks. not me suffering. <laughs> Watch somebody else suffer for a change. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So I'll be good. Sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what else? Are we missing anything else? Uh-oh. I'm getting a call. It's it's my gym. Okay, I'm going to decline oh. him. Sorry, my gym. I'll call you back. He's out running. Oh. Can you see me? Did you lose oh. me? There I am. Okay. I hope hopefully he doesn't need help. Uh well we'll wrap up here because maybe- <laughs> I, <just, laughs> I just pushed the decline button on my poor husband running out in the storms. Yeah. So maybe I maybe I should give him a call. <laughs> oh, is it storming on him? <laughs> well, actually the storms at my house stopped. So hopefully where he's at, they've stopped as well. It's just light lightly raining <laughs> over here. <laughs> In my uh, por- portable studio. In your portable, uh, re- yeah, moving studio, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, this was good. I know we haven't done a podcast in a while. Uh, yeah. It was awesome to talk with Jim Fleming about the race. Because, I mean, that's just cool. That that race, Laz, all of that, you know, you just never know what to expect. So and that was awesome. how about the freaking traffic in the Smokies? Woo! When we were up there crewing. So I I will say, you know, we've talked about this in the past uh, with the pandemic and more people going outside. You know, that's that's great. I want people to enjoy the outdoors. I get it. Uh, But it was insane. That was the most insane. I have seen the Smokies and I've been in the Smokies since the pandemic started several times. at, At any given trailhead, let's say there's places for 50 cars to park. Okay. Yeah. But there was cars one or two miles on either side of every trailhead just parked on the side of the uh, road. So yeah. there must have been 2,000, 3,000 cars parked by each trailhead. It was nuts. And, you know, just the amount of foot traffic on yeah. the AT from Newfound Gap. I mean, I know that oh, Newfound Gap is popular, but I've never been on the AT in that section and seen such a high amount of foot traffic, which, you know, again, good and bad. Um, yeah, it was a little jarring, uh, to see so that. basically same time year before or something, not, not during COVID the year before that 2019, yeah. same time, 2019, there's five cars in the parking lot. Yeah. You know? When we came That's down, it. we were same doing scar, yeah. come down that trail. We passed like two hikers at Charlie's Bunyan on the AT. That's it. Mm-hmm. 
and then got to the parking lot. Yeah, there's a few cars. Uh, you know, yeah, the, it was. And just the parking insane. lot at, at Newfound Gap. What's there like a hundred and something parking places? Yeah, I mean we couldn't there, park. There was there was two or three cars last the last time. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. And I yeah, I think all the parks are under a huge strain. I've seen a lot of. Just today, I saw Max mm-hmm. Patch. You know, there um close to the AT up there on was that uh towards North Carolina, the max patch they've closed mm. for camping and, and limited visitors because it just got trashed. It just was they they could not sustain it. Uh and so I, I've seen lots of parks and places putting limits on, which I'm I'm yeah. all for. I think if it if it preserves things and makes keeps things safe for for the natural yeah. world, we need to do it. Um but yeah, so it's a little jarring to see that. My pet peeve, everybody if you're going on the trail, bring a shovel. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the Tra- rules. Any kind bring of trash sh- or waste, please yeah. bring dispose a shovel. of properly. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Everything, you know, people are traveling more. It seems like I, in my head, I thought maybe things would let up in the outdoor community, but it doesn't seem to be that way. I think it eventually will. Uh, it's just keeping those places safe and protected in the mm-hmm. meantime, which I know is a really hard job. Um, so hopefully we'll find a good balance again. But yeah, I don't know, bud. I don't know. I'm, I am very excited to get out into the remote wilderness uh, of the Cascades Mountain for Bigfoot 200. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I am. I, you know me. I like remote, non people <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> places. And so I I am excited about the opportunity to spend three and a half days in a wilderness area. So yeah, I'm stoked I'm, about that. I'm part. excited. I'm you know, I'm gonna take pictures. I'm going to film a Bigfoot documentary. Uh yes. not just not just <laughs> I don't just mean like Bigfoot trail race documentary. Uh, no. I mean like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. you're you know? <laughs> out there you know you gotta enjoy it you're gonna be yeah. out there for a while twiddling your thumbs and driving around looking for me so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah it's gonna be a good time okay but i'm gonna wrap this up because my husband's okay. in the woods in the storm and i go declined his call i'm a horrible person <laughs> i'm gonna go see if he needs help so all right <laughs> thanks bud all right have a good evening Bye-bye. bye bye